Golf is the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Time to turn our attention at... Uh, Stick with Gaelic football, but to the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship second semi-final on Sunday afternoon. It is the matter of Kerry versus Derry. Delighted to say we'll have uh, Paddy Bradley on the line with us in just a second. We do have Mike Frank Russell, former Kerry legend, on the line with us this morning as well. Mike Frank, how are things? Morning, guys. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, What's the feeling in in Kerry ahead of this one? Because I guess Derry, you know, Ulster champions two years in a row... Not many teams get to do that, so you, you can't, I guess, get too confident ahead of this one, although after the, the quarter-final performance, there must be a, an air of confidence in Kerry. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of premature talk, really, I suppose, going by the two semi-finals, Kerry-Dublin. There's a lot of talk about Kerry-Dublin final already, but that's, I think there's been a lot of disrespect shown towards one, and Derry, to be honest with you, you know, Derry, they're back-to-back horse champions. Um, they're back in the semi-final from last year, so look, it's going to be a new puzzle for Kerry. Um, they got over um, Tyrone the quarterfinal very impressive but Derry to me there's something about them um, they've been knocking on the door with a couple of years with these minors coming through so it is it's going to be a big task again and just mentally for Kerry I think it's, it's more of a mental thing this time because they had a history with Tyrone but this time Derry there's no history between them as such so it's a new puzzle to try and start to, for them to to get their heads around it's going to be tough for Jack O'Connor to get the players up again so it's going to be a tough task I think you know the setup, like uh, Kerry very well gave Tyrone the kick out in the quarter final and it, and it worked perfectly obviously that strategy was something that they'd planned and, and built on do you, do you stick to that sort of plan for Derry or, or do you change things up yeah I was talking to one of the Kerry players last week and the word he used was patience because I was actually up at the, the Tyrone game and they gave him the kick out but I think it's going to be the same because Paddy Talley's come in as a coach for Kerry and their big emphasis is protected D to stop goals and Derry have got a goal in all their games this year apart from the morning game and the, the Ron Robbins so Kerry are going to set up to stop Derry getting goals because I think Derry are going to need two or three goals to beat Kerry I can see Derry scoring 17, 18, 19 points so I think Derry are going to get have to get two or three goals so Kerry are going let's be honest Kerry and Dublin, they're saying traditional teams, but they can play defences as well, which they did against Tyrone. Kerry will be trying to protect that D again against Derry. Yeah, that was probably one of the most impressive things about Kerry in that in that quarter final. You know, they scored one eleven from turnovers. They probably did what Tyrone normally do to to Kerry, yeah. and yeah. that's probably the influence of Paddy Talley in there as well. Absolutely, yeah, he's uh, he's really. Come in and solidify the D. Pike Morley is sitting in front of the D now. Can Derry occupy Pike Morley on Sunday? Can they drag him out of there and try and open? Because I think Kerry, Derry will try and hunt for goals. Uh, if Kerry think can protect that, I think Derry would have a great chance. But for me, Derry will have to get two, if not three, goals to beat Kerry. And even the midfield battle, that's one in particular I think there'll be a lot of eyes on. We talked a lot about it against Tyrone as well and just look at the performances that, that Kerry went on to have. Dermot was unbelievable in the middle that day. He picked up the man of the match. Obviously with Derry, people say that it's one of the best midfields in the country. That's probably going to be one of the, the main parts of the game, the winning and losing of it. Yeah, um, Conor Glass and Brendan Rodgers. I mean, they're coming yeah. up with big scores, but the last day, Dermot O'Connor, I suppose, 
for most Kerry people watching him, he became a man. He, he became a, he came of age. We knew he had this potential, and he just really took over the game. And so it's going to be fascinating. A big step up now. Another step for Dear McCann. He go again against probably the informed midfielder the last two or three years, Conor Glass. So it'll be fascinating. Yeah, um, going to be very interesting. Brendan Rogers have to be watched as well because he's gone up scoring uh, freely as well, and he's a big weapon on the on the attacking side for them as well. You know, so Jack Barry will have to. Be able to track him as well. It's an unchanged team from from Kerry for this one uh, as well, Mike Frank. And I know Killian Spillane, I think, is or one of the Spillane certainly left out of the, the panel. But it, like the fact that he's gone to the unchanged team, albeit we we, we kind of sit and wait in Croke Park uh, press boxes, waiting to see will there be any changes before throw in. But um, even looking at that Kerry half back line, the importance of them: Paul Murphy, Tyg Morley, Gavin White have been brilliant, and, and they've been a crucial cog in, in this Kerry team uh, the whole year. Yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised Killian Spillane, uh, his back training has made the panel. I'm a big mm. fan of Killian. Um, the last number of years, I suppose, he's been labelled now as an impact sub, super sub. But he's always producing, he's come on. So I think when you come to this stage of the championship, he has that bit of experience. Um, so to me, I think on Sunday, I, I personally think it's going to go down to the last 10, 15 minutes. And you're looking at Kerry's benched in, possibly, the likes of Killian Spillane, when he's not there now, but Tony Bros and these guys. But yes, that's just one thing. But going back to the half-back line, they've been playing very well, especially Gavin White. He has pace, he's counter-attacking, he's bringing the ball in up, up the field. Um, so the Derry half-forward line are going to have a busy a busy day tracking them. But on the, on the flip side, the, the Derry half-back line, Garrett McKinless, these guys, they, they, I suppose the four teams left are probably the paciest counter-attacking team in the country, in my opinion. They're transitioning very quick, so Kerry half-forward line are going to have keep tabs on them also so there's a flip side to it you know um, uh, Declan Bogue was on the show last night with uh, with Nathan he was making the point he feels Shane McGuigan is more important to this Derry team than David Clifford is to the Kerry team and what he means by that is I guess Clifford has a lot of star power around him Shawnee O'Shea chips in at the scoring as well obviously from uh, from play and from, from place balls but would you go along with that that McGuigan maybe is is more important to Derry than Clifford to Kerry Possibly, yeah. I, I, I nearly agree with that because, as I said already, I think, to me, on Sunday, Derry, I think they need to bring just something different. I'm going to be looking at, like, the Kieran McFall, Eaton Doherty's, um, Niall Toner's candy, help Shane McGuigan to, pop, to chip in with an extra two or three points because when you get to this stage of the championship, Clifford has a support cast too, which is absolutely brilliant. Like, and same with Doug McConnell-Callan. Can Shane McGuigan get some help on Sunday? Just to, you know, because he's going to be a mark man. These guys, these marquee forwards. But I think that they have to bring something different in forwards on Sunday to, to help Shane McGuigan. But but to see how important he is, absolutely, you know. Yeah, at the start of the season, I wondered can Shane do it in these big games? And my God, uh, literally every game he has stood up for them. I think he's still top scorer now at the minute. Mm-hmm. But I pro- probably the fear there for Derry is that David Clifford didn't have his best performance the last day yes he had this unbelievable kick from the sideline what a pass but he probably wasn't at the heights that he's normally at and that'll probably be one of the, the factors of the game who do we think will pick him up probably Chrissy McKay it's fascinating yeah I, I, people are saying they, they, uh, I know I suppose you're coming to expect uh, David now to be scoring off the charts but I was up I actually thought he played well he, he drew a lot of attention there was two or three drawn towards him the whole time so it freed up a lot of the Shawnee O'Shea's and these guys so I think if if the, if Kerry win the next day and Jack O'Connor David Clifford has done a job of attracting attention and the other fellas get loose 
So be it. Curry would be happy to take that too. But yeah, the matchups will be fascinating. I think um, what we're hearing is Chris um, Paddy might know more there about it, but it looks like Chris McCaig is going to pick up David Clifford. Um, what I like about the Sturry team too, they're very adaptable. If you go back to the Shot Neil club team, Brendan Rodgers played for back. Chris McClay used to play centre-back and used to pick up Dear McConnelly for St. Vincent's. So are Derry going to throw a cat among the pigeons and change a few positions around? Um, but at the moment, what we're hearing is going to be Chris McCaig and David Clifford, so that would be a fascinating duel. Um, Conor McCluskey could be picking up Sean O'Shea, uh, Podrick McGrogan and Paulie Clifford. So, But Derry, in their defence, they're adaptable. They, they switch positions, so um, are they going to throw a curveball and try something different, you know? Uh, we do have the uh, former Derry star forward Paddy Bradley on the line as well. Morning, Paddy. Um, Mike, Mike Frank was making the point there at the outset that there's been a lot of disrespect uh, afforded towards Derry and Monaghan in advance of the semi-finals. A lot of the papers and a lot of the, the pundit opinions being that it's uh, it's already a, essentially a Dublin Kerry final. Is that has that attitude been picked up in Derry? Is this a siege mentality thing that that might be used by these teams by both Derry and Monaghan? I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's necessarily a siege mentality thing, but yeah, I suppose everybody up with this. Part of the part of the country, I suppose, looks at it that yeah, everybody's saying that Kerry and Dublin's gonna gonna make the the, the, the finals, and that's the final that everybody wants to see the two, I suppose, star start lineups. But Kerry aren't going to do here without a chance. I've been saying it all week. Um, Mike Frank's hit the nail on the head with a lot of things there. Um, but I think Derry definitely will have learned from the experiences of playing in the All Ireland semi final last year. Whenever I thought they played really really well in the first half. Um, but just didn't take their chances. Um, they're a more experienced bunch. Um, they're a better squad now. I think um, they've unearthed a couple of players and a couple of subs. The likes of Lachlan Murray, who can come on, he came on last year and got a goal um, against Coy late in the game. I think he's a better player that can make an impact. And look, the likes of Chrissy McCaig and a few of these lads will know it's maybe their their last chance, maybe to get to an All Ireland final. So look, they're going down quietly confident. Lock Carrier are obviously favourites, all Ireland champions, star started lineup, but um Derry at three to one outsiders, I, I I give them more more than more than a chance than most. Yeah, Paddy, you felt like last year a lot of talk around Derry was that did they have the firepower up front to go on and, and, and to go all the way, basically maybe that was a question mark over it. Do you feel that Derry are in a better place now than they were this time last year? I think they are, but look, a lot will hinge in the performance that you've already mentioned of Shane. Um, you said yourself, actually, he's one of the top forwards in the game, he's top scorer. Um, probably been off the boil in the last couple of weeks, but that's grand. Um, he hasn't been playing his best. Um, but he's going to get, you know, he's, he's going to be double teamed, triple teamed. Um, I think, you know, Sunday's going to see the best of him. Um, but he is going to need a, a bit of a support cast, like uh, Mike Frank again mentioned that carry forward line you know if you tie up Clifford in any way you know he's got four or five others to do the jobs we're going to need Derry the likes of Niall Lachlan who I know is a very very talented footballer uh, and is well able for scoring like in club football around here in Derry um, Niall Lachlan scoring regularly um, Paul Cassidy is another player who's you know really really burst onto the scene came alive this year he's got pace to burn Ethan Doherty another one we're going to need these guys to step up and really help Shane in terms of putting putting scores on the board I also agree with Mike Frank and the fact that they're going to need to hit two maybe three goals to win this game but I do think they have the ability to do that Um one thing that has impressed me about the Derry team in the last two or three years is whenever there's a 50-50 chance of a goal at all, they go for it. Like There's no such thing as uh, 
take the easy option pop over the bar. I do think there's any way of engineering a goal at all. They're always trying to go for that. And, you know, if they do goal chances do arise at the weekend or 50-50 chances per goals do arise at the weekend, Derry are going to have to be clinical and going to have to put them away. This is the thing, Mike Frank, as well, about this Derry team that Kerry are going to have to match, I guess, is is work rate. Um, and certainly against Tyrone, you could see it, Tyrone's energy sapped as the game wore on and Kerry's work rate was very high. Um, but even in the Derry-Cork match, albeit it probably wasn't as convincing as, as Derry would have liked, but still, it's not an quarter final. It got over the line, did the job, and it was a bit of a swirling breeze in Croke Park that day as well. Like That intensity, that work rate, that's something that, that Kerry are going to have to match because you know the Derry are going to bring it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially around the centre of the field with uh, the two boys, Conor Glass and Brendan Rogers. You know, most midfielders have one runner and one fella sitting, but the two lads, they are going up, they're scoring, they're just relentless. They're fabulous footballers, two boys, and they're so adaptable. You could play them in the forward, you could play them in the half back. So, Jim O'Connor and Jack Barry are going to have to put in two massive shifts and a big, big task ahead of them with the two boys because they can break lines and they're a threat going forward as well, you know. But work right around the middle is going to be key, absolutely. And Paddy, like it's not just Shane McGuigan, I guess that that Terry have to, or that Kerry have to be wary of. You even see at the, the in the Cork match, Paul Cassidy popping over with a number of, of lovely points. Uh, even the way they reacted to the Cork goal, Conor Doherty comes straight up the pitch and, and and gets a goal back. There are a lot of talents in this in this Derry team that I guess Kerry have to be wary of. And the other thing is, and, and Ashley mentioned it, like you probably are in a better position than last year, even from a strength and depth perspective. Like maybe there, there's a couple of lads now coming off the bench that. Maybe last year you looked at one or two players, but there seemed seem to be more talent coming off the bench than last year. Yeah, look, one of Derry's strengths is um, they're attacking from deep. Um, you mentioned Conor Doherty gets a goal the last day. He also got a goal against Donegal. Obviously, in Bally Buffet, Gareth McKinless, a goal that day too, Paddy McGrogan. Like, them three boys in particular coming from the half-back line, uh, along with Conor McCluskey, give Derry serious impetus from the back. Um, it's been well-documented. The strengths of, of Brenton Rogers, obviously, he's been let off the leash this year, going out to midfield. Um, like even from a Donegal point of view, we try to set up, you know, obviously to, to try and stop Brenton, but he's so so hard to, to defend against. He breaks lanes, he makes ground, he sucks men in and offloads ball shooters, or he's well able to take a shot himself. Like how many times have we not seen Brenton Rogers? And this is something I wouldn't have, you know, put him down for as being a long distance shooter. But you know, in this championship alone, he's maybe kicked six or seven points from you know forty five yards or beyond. A key player for Derry at the weekend for me is going to be Kieran McFall. Um, obviously Kieran missed the start of the championship when he was in America they're playing him in there in corner forward and he's sort of been given a free role but to me a lot of the football he's played has been on the periphery has been on the fringes to me Derry need to make him a central figure before he went to America last year he was centre half back he can't disrupt how things were going in that defence because you know that's probably man for man it's as good a defence as there is in the country but I think Kieran McFall if we put him at 11 and try and put a lot of ball through him like Derry can't go into containment mode here at the weekend. I think at times they're going to have to defend with 15 men, but at times they're going to have to keep the, the, the Kerry defenders honest, keep Shane McGuigan posted high up the field, and maybe try and push Kieran McFall at 11 and play as a link and try and get early ball into the two men because, you know, if Derry go into containment mode with 15 men behind the ball, yes, they'll make it very, very hard for Kerry. But I think Kerry, being as, as experienced and as good a football as they are, we'll, we'll figure that out and it'll just be death by a thousand cuts. So I would like to see Derry in the early stages and say maybe push men a wee bit higher, the likes of Kieran McFall, Shane McGuigan, and try and go at Kerry early doors. And Paddy, one thing that Derry will do is obviously Oren Lynch will, will come out. That could be a very risky thing against Kerry, having the likes of. David Clifford, Sean O'Shea, the speed that they have to get in behind? 
Yeah, and I suppose if you remember back to last year's All-Ireland semi-final, he was caught out of goals a few times too. But in fairness to Oren, like he's not, you know, he wasn't a keeper to begin with. He's he's, he's not orthodox, but I think he's had a really, really good season, and he's developed particularly, you know, maybe from the confidence of maybe saving them penalties, for example, in the Ulster final. Um, I'd have questioned him coming out the field as much as he has done, because I thought at times he looked a bit jittery. Even in that Ulster final early on in the game, I thought Armand nearly you know, had him turned over two or three times. But the more the season went on, he's looked very much composed. But you're right, like, you know, all it takes is one slip up here, and the likes of the carry forward line will obviously punish you. So, you know, as I said earlier on, they're going to need to get two or three goals themselves, and they're going to have to keep the goals out from the carry point of view. Shawnee O'Shea has been brilliant as well this year. Mike Frank um, really picking up the flack and, and, and popping over scores for this Kerry team. It's hardly surprising when you see the accuracy of, of, of him, but how important has he been to carry this season? Great league man. You know, he, was, he came under a bit of pressure after Munster Championship against Mayo. Uh, his form dipped a bit and uh, the link from the half-forward line to David Clifford maybe one there that day, but in the, he's really picked it up now against Lowe's and Tyrone Leicester. He's really... Uh, seems to be a different player, more energy, and they'll need that again Sunday because uh, he's going to have to be tracking, he's going to have to be linking the place. So, yeah, uh, and at times they put him into the full forward line as well, the last day. So, uh, it's just something that he's played inside every these clubs. So, he's played inside with David Clifford as well as a scorer. Um, a lot of people around the country would see him as a link in the half forward line, but he's well able to sit, uh, post up in the full forward line as well and play inside with David. But, yeah, playing well. So, you know. One four is very hard to do on his own. So look, Kerry have two or three, and I think you need that before you get in the championship, you know. But yeah, hopefully, Sean will continue that now Sunday, you know. Before we get your predictions, I should ask you, Paddy, about the the year just gone with, as you mentioned, with, with Donegal. I know you're in the part of the management team with um, well, with Paddy Carr, who, who of course stepped away, and then Aidan O'Rourke. It was a, it was a funny year in in, in Donegal. But how, how do you feel off the back of it now? Because I guess. There were there was just a lot of complications for 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 you lads as a coaching team when you when you see what happened across the year. I look probably a lot of internal issues, challenging enough. Um, look, as a management team, we tried to not let that affect the dressing room. There's probably no doubt that it did in some small part, but probably the biggest barrier to success we've only all this year was, was the amount of injuries we had and the amount of men that opted out in the panel for different reasons. I think I said the other day uh, from the team that played. Derry in the, in the group stages compared to the team that played Derry in the Ulster final last year there was maybe 9 or 10 men missing and there's no county can stand that loss of players and the good thing about Donegal we went a bit of a run we restored a bit of a pride maybe through it the, the qualifier series I was very very disappointed with how it ended against Tyrone I just, I just felt we were very very poor on the night and sometimes that happens but they did nurse a few players um, the likes of uh, Keelan McCulgan uh, Mark Kern, Rory O'Donnell, obviously Oshin Gallon got a full year under his belt, injury free. And if they are fit to get in the players that are injured, the likes of the Michael Langans, the Jason McGee's, the Owen McFadden Ferries, Potter Muggins, the two O'Donnells that went to America, Ryan McHugh, like Donegal would be in a very, very healthy position moving into the next season. It's a strange. It's a strange county in the sense that um, we even spoke to Davy Burke about this. Like Roscommon, for example, fans absolutely love their football. In Donegal, it's like fever pitch, isn't it? It's on another level. You've got the radio stations, and I think you've referenced this before. The radio stations, the newspapers, the local uh, columnists, everyone having their say. So there seems to be a, mag- a magnifying glass on Donegal football every year. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, look to their credit, the Donegal people are mad about the football, uh, and I get that. 
Um, in terms of myself and Aidan, two outsiders coming into the county, the support we received was phenomenal. I must say the support, the support at the matches was brilliant. Like even in the bad times and you know throughout the national league campaign, the people that were coming to support the team and even coming after the game to the players and that to keep the head up, they're brilliant people. Um, that's just the warmth of Donegal people that you know everybody's well aware of. But as you say, there's just so much scrutiny in the players that sometimes you know it's, it's a wee bit unhelpful. It's like that. I'm not used to it here in Derry. Like we have one one paper, the County Derry Post. We don't even have a radio station. Whereas if you go to Donegal, you post an FM, you find on radio, you have the Donegal Democrat, the Donegal Times, and it's shown all these different papers and all these different columnists. And it's, as you say, it's nearly as if everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a different opinion, and and that can be a challenging enough uh, environment for players, you know, to, to, to sort of prepare them. But the players, in fairness to them, try and you know not picked that on board but this year just given all the, the all the other stuff going on in the background with the county board with the academy it was just a very very challenging year and I'm sure it's one of the players that became to sort of put behind them and they want wanting to regroup and, and restart off and try and get everybody back rolling in one direction again next year Lads, prediction time um, we'll, we'll go to you Mike Frank first uh, who are going to be the two All-Ireland finalists I guess uh, is the question at the end of this weekend uh, well, you'd like Kerry to be anyway, but um, <laughs> a tough semi-final coming up for sure. Um, I think Kerry will try to get ahead early and set the, the, the terms of engagement, but Kerry will be trying to keep it tight, I think. You're 60, 65 minutes. And then I'd be worried, to be honest, if it's tight, because Brendan Rodgers and Conor Lass are such good footballers, they will maybe need one opening. Mm. and they could protect that lead then but I think you have to look at Kerry's bench then if, it, if it's tight and it's going down the stretch for 60-65 minutes Tony Brosnan's and these guys you know so look I'm just oh, I think Kerry by two or three points but I'd be expecting the bench to get us over the line that's hopefully and will it, be, will it be Dublin or Monaghan playing them in the final? Uh, Dublin you would think but uh, I think a very tough semi-final coming up there as well uh Monaghan in the three, last four competitive games they've beaten three or four times but Dublin looked ominous against Mayo so you, you would have to fancy Dublin but uh, maybe just about Paddy you going along similar lines here or are you going to you going to change no, it up I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you're going to say it's my heart around my head here but I, I'm going to go for a, a shocking guy to win this one by the smallest of margins unlike uh, what Mike Frank says I think they're going to come out of the blocks early here and try and get a bit of a lead they're, they're good front runners um, whenever they do get a lead they tend then to suck teams on and hit them in the break um, I think look, in terms of defensively I think they match up really well against the carry forwards there's no doubt that carry forward on their on their day can clean anybody but I just think Derry will be defensively sound I think a lot will hinge on the performance of obviously Shane McGuigan Kieran McFall up front but I think the likes of Paul Cassidy and Ethan Doherty provide lots of pace um, with pace coming from deep obviously the likes of Glass coming late from midfield uh, Britton Rogers. I think we have the ability to get goals and I think we will get into an early lead and I'm hoping we'll hold, hold on to it And uh, in terms of the Dublin Monaghan game? Look, it's, it's very hard look past Dublin they were awesome in the second half the last day and they were really enjoyed that game in the first half it was nip and tuck two teams going hammer and tongs but the way Dublin just bossed in the second half just to me it looks as if they're coming into form at the right time and expect them to win that game hopefully hopefully two cracking semi-finals regardless listen lads thanks many for hopping on OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball